0: Good morning and welcome to the Monday podcast from AllThingsGerman.net and Panzer und Good morning. Well, if you've been listening to German Words Explained on GermanWordsExplained.com, mm-hmm. you'll know that this month we're talking about cars and anything to do with vehicles in general. Um, and today, we've decided in English to talk about how to buy and register your car.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, have you bought a car in Germany? Haha,
0: <laughs> I've bought more than one car in Germany in my lifetime here. So, so you have some experience. I've got some experience. The first time was probably the uh, more interesting for, to explain now because it was a used car and I had to do everything myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, I, or I bought it from a private person. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas after that I bought it from a garage. And some of it, well, it gets taken off you then. They'll, they'll do a lot of the registration. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so the first time I bought a paper, started reading through... Um, looked at some things, asked someone who knew a bit about this, because I was fairly new in Germany.
1: How was your German? Was it good enough to do the wheeling and dealing by yourself, or did you take somebody along? I took somebody along. Okay. I think, I mean, I was a student. Mm. This was my student year,
0: um, when I bought that car, and I seem to remember the family itself wasn't a German family, but I might be wrong, but I'm fairly certain it was mm-hmm. a foreign family themselves that were selling, um... I can't remember that much about how much we dealed, but mm-hmm. they had their price, and it, I was prepared to pay that price if the car was okay. Right. So I took someone with me who looked after the company's fleet and he looked at it for me. He did the test drive for me, and, okay. and said, "Okay, this is okay. the price is okay. Mm-hmm. Take it." Now, yeah. it was a case of um, I was moving flat within my year in Germany, and needed some form of mobility, and so I was quite prepared to take any old mm-hmm. car that still that got sort of about a t- ten months life left in it, <laughs> and yeah. uh, um, as long as it uh, got as far as its MOT in the following year, I'd be happy. Um, so I did, and. Then had to drive it home. Okay. Which um, wasn't my first time driving on the right, but oh, that's it was right. a
1: yes, yes, yes. it was a strange
0: experience to drive my own car for the first time and mm. you know, drive it home. And that's once I got it home, of course, I couldn't do anything with it because I then had to go and register mm-hmm. various things. So the first thing to do was to go and get, get some insurance. Th- right. So the next day, I went to an insurer's and did the contract and stuff and got back then the so-called doppeldeckungskarte mm-hmm. which these days is called the Versicherungsdoppelkarte um, which is basically a temporary cover note which says okay you've signed the contract with us we will cover you for the time mm-hmm. that you're, you've you got to register the card because you've only got I think, three days to mm-hmm. go and register it at the office and then um I I took that and had to take all the paperwork from the car and my passport and, the, and proof of where I lived and mm-hmm. just the, the shine, and um, took all that to the... Vehicle registration. Vehicle mm-hmm. registration office his car. I've said Zulassungsstelle. And I remember waiting and waiting. You fill in a form and you sit and wait. And, yes, and then they want to see the documents for the car, which are in two parts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it used to be called Fahrzeugschein Fahrzeugbrief. so the Fahrzeugbrief is the big one which shows all the owners and -hmm. the Fahrzeugsheim is the little one which you put in your pocket and shows you're allowed to drive the car and that's the one you have to give someone if they're driving the car Mm -hmm. and these days they've changed the names they're now called Zulassungsbescheinigung Parts 1 and 2 Okay, that I didn't realise EU thing Uh, In all the countries they want to synchronise this into Mm -hmm. two halves and um, that came in October 2005 Mm -hmm. so Part 1 is the shine and part two is the brief
1: okay
0: and yes then they want to see you know my passport and i'm not sure if they want you're to, to see
1: to you're, to you're, you're oh, yeah. residing someplace officially yeah
0: oh yes they want to see that you live uh live somewhere and uh, it's not allowed to be too old and mm-hmm. um let me just have a look if i can remember how old it's allowed to be but uh has to be fairly new there are some limits but I, i'm sure that is not the same everywhere in germany so you probably best checking with the place you're going to go to and
1: that's what they advise yeah. wherever you live you should call ahead of time it's especially if you come with a foreign driver's license for oh, yeah. example or, or, they say call ahead because some offices need a translation and some don't for, when it's for, for from the driver's English, driving license yeah for the driver's license so that's
0: if you are ah, that's if you want to that's if you're going for a German driving licence, to change yeah, a driving right, licence. Yeah, right, but if, still, it's good If to you're driving, so you don't need a driving licence to register the car, as far as I know. You,
1: I would assume
0: you would. I seem to remember... Uh, basically... That, that, don't, don't hold me to this, but right. I seem to remember the rules, so you don't... Because, obviously, there's a company, you can register a car. mm hmm Yeah? Um, on the company's name, so you don't need a driving licence to own the car, but you need to drive the car. Okay, that's... So, to change the ownership... Yeah, you, you could own a car that you're not actually driving mm-hmm. because you've bought it, I don't know. You, you, you bought it for your son. Yes, you, could, you, could you could buy it for your son. Right. If you've got an adult son but you haven't got a driving license yourself, you could have the car on your name. Mm-hmm. And Take he's responsibility. Still, in he's interest. still the driver and yeah. needs his driving license. That's true. Yeah. So it's not so tricky that bit. I think they, maybe they wanted to see it, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Um... The Melbourne was more important. The passport, your so documents, mm-hmm. this white card from the insurance, of course, very important. And in my case, because I was living in the area that I bought the car in, I kept the number plates. So mm-hmm. they stayed on the car. They didn't change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um,
1: That saves some money, too, probably. That right? saves
0: some money. It saves a lot of aggro because yeah. I've had a situation since with a car where we've had to change the plates. Mm-hmm. So through moving when I moved here as well I mean I've, I've had cars here and I've moved I've been quite happy because I've moved within the same area so mm. I've just gone and given them the new address they printed on the on the bit of paper and and you're happy but if you move from another area yes. I've you have, you have to take number plates off you have to okay. kind of deregister and re-register no right. you, t- you take the number plates with you into the right. office um, you take them in and then there's a machine mm-hmm. uh, if you want to keep them there's a machine which sort of takes off all the all the little circles that show you've paid your tax and things mm-hmm. Now, if you want a souvenir plates. Um, if you don't want to keep them, they just take them off you. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you what the new number plate is going to be. Mm-hmm. So you then go back outside the office next door, because next door is usually all the buildings where they make them mm-hmm. and you go to them and tell them what the new numbers and they make you fresh sets of plates, which you then pay for and then you go back in the office and then they put all the stickers back on to show you you've had your M.O.T. and paid your tax and all this sort of stuff. Um, and you've got to put the number plates back on the car. So you've always got to park off-road. Mm-hmm. Most of these places have got car parks mm-hmm. for this purpose. Uh, sure. um, Bad Homburg, for example, has got an underground car park, but there's also sort of gravel parks next to the places doing the number plates. So mm-hmm. um, It's not a problem. And... Um, yeah, you put a new number plate on, the way you go, and that costs more. I, think, I don't know if it costs more to do the registration that way, but it certainly costs more to have the number plates made up, mm-hmm. of course. depend depend on what number plate, how long, and what size and things.
1: So would you say that's pretty much the normal procedure, or do you think that's a very bureaucratic thing? Just, I mean, but it's, it, has, it sounds
0: pretty it normal st- to me. It's a normal procedure for Germany. Well, In other countries, it can be easier if you take England, for example, because the number plate never changes mm-hmm. once it's on the car. Um, it's easier that you do things by, well, some things by post, and um, you don't have all these stickers on the number plate. You, have mm-hmm. your ta- you go to the post office for your tax disc, for example, so you oh, pay okay. the tax at the post office, get your disc, and everyone's happy, and, um, because Germany's more on this system of, of paying by bank transfer and things. Mm. Um, they need some way to have all your details in person. They make sure that you really are registered here. Um, but what I, do, what I do think is good is the bit with the insurance, that you have to prove the insurance to register the car, because in other countries where you don't have to do that, of course there's people driving around uninsured.
1: Right, like in the States, you don't need to... Have, I mean, back when I lived there, it was not required for anybody to have insurance. So there was and a voluntary t- thing, so... And here
0: you need your third-party insurance, so mm-hmm. that if you have an accident, then yes, you're at least covered for the other person's damages and injuries and costs mm-hmm. and things. Yeah. Because that can be a big problem in other countries, that uh, you, know, you have an accident with someone who isn't insured, and they say, oh, I yeah. can't afford to pay. And Probably more
1: yeah, hidden ones yeah. in those countries, yeah. too. So... You
0: know? um, In that respect, yeah, I think it's a good system. It's just something you need to know how to do and you need to have all your paperwork. And um, I think one of the problems for people coming here is that they don't know about this and they need to get the paperwork together. And um, if one of your documents has run out or is close to running out and then that causes a problem... um, if you buy it from a dealer, if you buy a car from a dealer, then the dealer will do the registration for you. Sometimes they'll do it for a small fee.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, they've also experienced that they said, okay, we'll include it in the price of the car, but obviously they're thinking, I'm not going to go down so far with the price of the car. But, yes, then that's why it's included. Yeah, it's included, and, and if you're a foreigner here to do it, and you've got all the paperwork, then let them go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. And you haven't got the advert, you haven't got to sit at the office, um, that's good which, which can be, a, if you haven't got there early enough, I mean, you need to get there early. Like, I know on Mondays they open at 7. I guess that's for working yeah, if people. You, if you get there after about 10 o'clock, then they c- can say there's no more room today. So right. I've, I've been there and experienced when I've been for simple things, like, you know, just the, having the new address put in or something, mm-hmm. and they've done that, but they've, I've seen where they've turned people away who've wanted to do complete registrations of, say, a new car, or something more, you know... Time-consuming, and yeah. Time-consuming, and they and said, you, know, we, we, you you can join the queue, but there's no guarantee you're going to get on to mm. you know. um, What you can do is you can make appointments, and I know that, for example, so that if you're time-constrained with a good reason, one thing is, for example, like, you know, single mothers that have to go to kindergarten can only come at certain times and things like this, they can make an appointment, And there's a desk for these appointments, so you know you're told, okay, 10 o'clock, and that's your time, and you know you haven't got this big queue, and you're not going to be sitting there and wait hoping you're going to come up, you know.
1: That's probably for companies too who need to send their employees off. I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. I think a company with its company car, they can uh, send them in the company time, but. uh, yeah, but there are also agencies that will go for you. as, right, well as That's what I mean. Like I big see. companies sending their agent to sit there and and take care of everything. Yes, I think the agents will go very early. The agents mm-hmm. know what they need, and that's mm-hmm. their job. They get up, they
0: go, and sit there and register all the cars in one go, and mm-hmm. and come away again. So.
1: Okay, so, well, it's pretty helpful. So, if you're a foreigner and you come into Germany, I guess might make more sense to buy the car from a dealer unless you have a good German friend who can help you in the I process take a friend with you who can either look. a friend yeah there
0: are things you can do you can ask uh, a to go with you and take a look at the car and for a small fee and um obviously you need to make sure all the paperwork's in order so again if you take someone with you that looks over the paperwork then okay oh, they're not going to recognise everything, maybe, but so, so oblivious things such as, you know, no emissions document or something, they should spot and say, mm-hmm. don't buy it. You know, it's more accurate to get this done than it's worth. Um, I, I think if you're coming from a board, going to a dealer's probably the easier way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And sticking with that dealer. Uh, the other reason being, of course, there's this, uh, warranty considerations. That it's is, A dealer has to give you a year's warranty on a used car, and, and a private person doesn't. So you can drive off and next week there's a problem and uh, you can get into legal arguments with the other seller whereas
1: a a company I would expect to just put it right and not discuss it Mm -hmm. so So especially for a first timer that probably makes a lot of sense maybe after a few years when you've been here you might venture out and buy a car on your own because you know what to look for and experience I I I think if you've got good experience
0: with a particular garage uh, long enough then uh, you're probably going to keep going back to them that's true too yeah Yeah. that's what business is all about yeah Good service. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you've got questions on this, or want to talk about your experiences registering cars in Germany, if you've done it yourself, then go to themondaypodcast.com slash form and leave us a message in the form. And don't forget to listen to germanwordsexplained.com for more on the car industry. Okay. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye. This was the Monday Podcast from allthingsgerman.net and pensionsprachschule.de. For more information, visit www.themondaypodcast.com. Responsible for the content, Graham Tappenden and Maria Shipley, 61440 Oberursel, Germany.